in the previous verse prahlad maharaj requested nursing dev that please give me just one benediction and what is that benediction kindly give relief to my father who was very greatly sinful who committed so many atrocities on your devotee who am i and uh, but still kindly purify him kindly liberate him so now answer is being given by nursing dev so shila prabhupad explains prahlad maharaj is knowing that my lord has been my father has been liberated by the grace of the lord but still he wanted to hear from the mouth of the lord so now lord is reassuring him so he is telling my dear prahlad o most pure o great saintly person your father has been purified along with 21 forefathers in your family because you were born in this family the entire dynasty has been purified pitrabhi sahatenagha so thus prahlad maharaj even though he disobeyed the order of his father which is normally not supposed to be done still he rendered the greatest service to his father so by being disobedient also he was able to render the perfect service so this the general laws of obedience disobedience they come under the karma kanda section what is the karma kanda section if you want to be happy you follow the laws there are many laws operating in this world and one cannot guess as there is a great debate on uh, ethics and morality people are teaching they are discussing what is ethics what are ethics what is morality and the general understanding is it is nothing absolute it is subjective as per time place circumstances ethics and morality changes so this is right or not as per time place circumstances ethics what is right what is wrong that changes it depends on person how many say no how many say yes others yes so both are correct it depends on time place circumstances persons also and as well as it is absolute also in what sense it is absolute it is absolute in the sense krishna has defined at this time for this person in this place these are the rules which are supposed to be followed or is pure devotees so that has been defined and nobody can change it so people think that the society with evolution with progress they can change it so that the society can run very nicely so earlier wearing short clothes was considered great sin but now it is very much allowed in the society live in relationship was considered greatest sin but now it is acceptable in society so that is all right so in this way we cannot change it yes it has to be changed as per time place circumstance capacity of the person that lord will decide for example the rules and regulations of brahmana are different from the rules and regulations given to shudra or given to chandala or the persons who are not able to follow the varnashrama system just like here also we have juvenile court a minor commits a crime the laws are different he'll be given so the same laws of adult don't apply to a minor in a similar fashion the laws which apply to a brahmana if a brahmana commits a mistake so thus prabhupad was explaining yamraj yamraj committed little mistake and for that he was cursed that you become shudra so thus prabhupad told that we also have uh, there is something called gbc in our movement governing body council that is the topmost authority 
and they are guiding the activities of entire movement so prabhupar told if they commit some mistake then oh great punishment because they are most advanced persons they are supposed to be very advanced and they are not conditioned like ordinary living entities so if a person who is free he commits some mistake he'll be given more punishment if a person is not fit in his mind or her mind under the influence of alcohol and this thing then punishment given is less because the person was not in his senses so brahmanas are supposed to have full control of their senses and mind and still they commit mistake then greater punishment is given that is why as we are discussing the past time of sarbham bhattacharya son in law so when sarbham bhattacharya he heard the blasphemy of chaitanya mahaprabhu so when we hear blasphemy of the lord what is recommended if you are capable like parikshit maharaj was kshatriya then you kill the other person who has done blasphemy why should one kill that is mercy because the other person is spoiling his own material and spiritual life so this yantra has got it is malfunctioning so it is better to destroy so that is why the capital punishment is a great mercy and it is told prabhupad explains in the purport that by capital punishment a person becomes same putaha so much purified that one can elevate himself to heaven also so to be hanged till death it is a purifying process so the purpose of existence is nothing but purification tapo divyam putrakayena satvam shuddhyet yasmad brahma sakhyam tu anantam shuddhyet purification and for this one has to accept hardships voluntary hardships so somebody has committed a crime his body mind has become very contaminated and with that mind and body which has come under control of lower modes of nature he will keep on committing greater crimes and thus increase suffering in future so if such a person is killed then he gets relief from the troubles so thus it is told if somebody is doing this greatest crime of blaspheming the lord if you have capacity you can kill but not everyone has capacity so at least you should commit suicide and if you cannot do either of these things then you leave the place you go to other place don't here so now sarvam bhattacharya advanced devotee he was so he wanted to commit suicide but he could not do suicide why and he could not kill also why because he told the person who is doing blasphemy he is a brahmana and i am also a brahmana <laughs> so brahmana cannot be killed brahman should not do suicide also so thus this is exception brahmana should not do this so why brahmana should not do suicide or brahmana should not be killed because brahmana has become very much advanced in his progressive realization of spiritual life so somebody has done lot of work and his research is going to become perfect at that time if you stop him that is a great disservice somebody did not start it is okay it is all right so that he has become very very advanced in his realization of absolute truth and he can not only liberate himself he can liberate others also so that is why brahmana should not leave his body his body is very very valuable so thus he is told he is brahmana my son in law i cannot kill him i am also a brahmana i cannot kill myself also i am so unfortunate so thus he was lamenting his fate so thus the rules are different 
So for a person whose body and mind are not very advanced, they can leave their body. But Brahmana should never leave his body. Some injunctions are there in the Vedas where the body has to be left. But Brahmana should not do this. So in a similar fashion, as per time, place, circumstances, yes. For Shudra, Sanyas Ashram, as we discussed, it is not recommended. Even Brahmachari Ashram is not recommended. Shudra cannot follow. Just Grahastha Ashram. And Grahastha Ashram, he must do. If he does not follow even that, he becomes less than Shudra. So in this way, yes, ethics and morality, they are as per. And less than that, Panchama or Panchamis, who don't belong to these four categories. Kirata, Hunandra, Pulinda, Pulkasha, or the tribals. The tribals, even if they are eating meat, there is no sin incurred. Because some of these tribals, although they are looking like humans, their consciousness is very, very low. So thus punishment will not be given to them. But if a civilized person eats meat, Shudra meat eating is allowed? Yes, Shudra can eat meat. But that too under regulation. So when a Shudra eats meat, he is supposed to do Yajna. If he does that Yajna, sacrifices the animal, it is beneficial both for the Shudra and the animal also. It is beneficial for the animal because the animal directly gets promotion to human form of life. So ultimately, human form of life only can award us liberation or devotional service. So it is good for the animal. It got direct promotion. And it is good for Shudra also. Why? He saved from the enormous sin which a person gets by taking to the courses like slaughterhouses. Systematic and arranged industrialized killing. This is very, very sinful. So in order to save people from installing slaughterhouses, it is told you do yajna on this day of the month. In this way, under regulation, you do. So of course, he will suffer for this. He will also be killed by that animal. But unlimited sin will not happen. If a person does not follow this yajna for eating, consuming meat, then unlimited misery will happen in this life. And what to speak of after this? They go to hell. And a lot of suffering happens. So for a Shudra, meat eating is allowed. Can a Brahman also eat meat under regulation? He can never eat. Higher caste cannot eat. So thus, ethics and morality, yes, they are as per time, place, circumstances, but it does not depend upon our whims. It depends upon Shastra. Shastras will tell this person, this Varna, this Ashrama, man, woman, children, elderly people, Brahmana, Vaishya, Shudra, what are ethics and morality for them? For Brahmana, killing is sin, but for Kshatriya, killing is duty. So food for one is poison for another. So that is why it is very, very subjective also. But that subjectivity should come from the Shastras. But if you do not follow the Shastras, then a person cannot be happy at all. Because the laws have to be followed. Yes, Shastra Vidhi Musrijya Vartate Kama Karata such a person does not get perfection of life, does not become happy. So following the Shastras is very much required. So in the Shastras it is told, if you want to become happy materially, they have given this Karma Kanda portion. So in that Karma Kanda portion it is told that yes sir, you are always asking about your rights, but you have duties also to perform. If you do your duties nicely, then you can be happy. Which are the duties? Devarshi Bhutapta Nrinam Pitranam. Nobody knows these duties, what I am supposed to do. Just like giving taxes are duty, various kinds of taxes. Similarly, we are supposed to give some taxes, do some yajnas. Which are those yajnas? Dev, Rishi, Bhuta, Apta, we are 
indebted to devatas they are arranging on natural resources the sages who have given us knowledge general living entities relative zapta and uh, human beings and pitranam forefathers we are obliged to serve them and how do we settle our debt to all these various sections so that is why five kinds of yagya are supposed to be done how are devatas satisfied by homa what is called homa offering oblations of ghee into fire so by this the devatas are satisfied this call homa deva yagya similarly the sages rishis how they are satisfied how we fulfill their obligation they only have given us the knowledge of shastras how to apply it the right understanding so we are obliged to them otherwise without knowledge of the shastras the laws human beings cannot be happy cannot make their material or spiritual life perfect so we are obliged so how to fulfill this obligation by brahma yagya what is brahma yagya reading of the scriptures so if we read the scriptures every day then we are doing brahma yagya so reading is not optional it is compulsory we should read we should do this brahma yagya and then bhuta bhuta means general living entities how do we settle this obligation by offering tributes bali yagya and what is this bali yagya prabhupad defines that uh, when a householder is there then before eating consuming food he should call out if any living entity is there all of them must be fed he should feed all the animals in the house and even if snake is there he also must be fed and you go out and any human being is there who is hungry you shout out loud whether somebody is hungry and you feed them so in this way general living entities they should be offered food and then human beings we are obliged to them also the society is functioning nicely because all the human beings are contributing somebody has made this road that is why we can travel nicely somebody has learned this engineering we can construct houses somebody is working to provide electricity power to us in this way so many human beings all the all of them are working very nicely in their capacities thus we can live peacefully somebody is acting as doctor somebody as pilot driver conductor front desk housekeeping everyone is required so thus we have obligation this is called sense so this common sense is missing that all of them are working i need to do something for them the common sense is so much missing people give so many reasons they don't understand that how can i kill cow people are killing cows cow is giving me milk so natural obligation should arise in the heart suppose our mother is not able to feed us milk for various reasons sometimes some disease is there some limitations are there some other woman is feeding us shall we not be obliged if our mother does not raise us let's say some other woman who is not our mother she raises us shall we not be obliged we will treat her exactly like mother and that was the relationship of krishna vis yashoda mai here she was not biological mother but she raised her very nice and rather yashoda's position is considered higher than that of devaki so similarly cow is providing for us she is doing the same task of mother by giving us milk we take milk and then when uh, cow is no longer able to give milk we are killing the cow where is the sensitivity so when this basic sense is missing in society where can we expect 
higher understanding, what science they will understand, what technology they will do when this basic knowledge is missing in, in life. I should have this obligation. So thus one should feel obligation to all the living entities that everyone is working so nicely in the society, thus I am able to have a comfortable life. So thus Prabhupada's devotee is full of, devotee's heart is full of obligation. He is obliged to everyone. So general living, general human beings, uh, how do we settle this obligation? That is by Atiti Yajna. What is Atiti Yajna? Any guest comes to your place, you treat him like demigod has come. Graham Shatrum Api Praptam Vishvastam Akuto Bhayam. Even enemy, if you receive at your house, then Akuta Bhayam, he should, you should treat him so nicely that he becomes fearless. Anybody comes to your place, this is the etiquette. So in this way, the guests should be received. Dev Rishi Bhutapta Nrinam Pitra and the Pitras, forefathers, how do we satisfy them? By Tarpan Yajna, that is called offering water to them. So in this way, various duties are recommended. These are five kinds of Yajnas which a person is able to do to settle these five kinds of debts. But then it is also mentioned. So uh, this entire the discussion is happening in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So Maharaj Nimi is discussing with the nine Yogendras and they are explaining. There only they explain how Lord incarnates in different ages and he is worshipped differently in different ages. So in Satyuga he was he came as Lord Narsingdev and then Lord Ramchandra and uh, Lord Krishna in Kaliyuga, how Lord comes? So thus it is told, Krishna Varnam Tusha Krishnam Sango Pangastra Parshadam. In Kaliyuga, how one is supposed to worship? In Satyuga, Kriteya Dhyayato Vishnum. Lord Vishnu was worshipped by Dhyayato. This is also mentioned by meditation. In Treta Yoga, he was worshipped by Yajnas. In Dwapar Yoga, by temple worship. So in Kaliyuga, if you have to worship the Lord, it is by Harikirtanam. Because Lord incarnates in a particular form that is Krishna Varnam Tusha Krishnam in a complexion which is not dark, which means in bright complexion or golden complexion, a Krishnam opposite to dark. He'll be bright faced. And Krishna Varnam, he'll be chanting his own names or he'll be describing about Krishna. So in this incarnation, he will chant, Lord Krishna will chant his own names or he'll be describing about Krishna to others. Krishna Varnam, that is the meaning of. Krishna Varnam. Another meaning is his name also will be Krishna. So thus we understand Krishna Chaitanya. That was the name. So his name was also Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's name. And he was chanting Krishna and describing Krishna. This is the meaning of this is in Bhagavatam. Krishna Varnam. Tusha. But his complexion will not be like Krishna. Although his name will be Krishna. He will be chanting, describing Krishna. But his complexion will be opposite to what the complexion Krishna acquired. Sango Pangastra Parshadam and he will be accompanied by his associates. Yajna is Sankirtana Praya and he should be worshipped by Sankirtan Yajna, it is told. Yajantihi Sumedasaha. So the most intelligent people will be able to understand this incarnation and they will worship him by Sankirtan Yajna. This is told in Bhagavatam, just see. So how nicely we are following the Vedic literatures, how we are fortunate. You go to uh, any other place, nobody will lay so much stress on Sankirtan. Here our entire life is Sankirtan. Morning to evening, every moment throughout the day, keep on doing Sankirtan. 
कृष्णोत्कीर्तन नाम गान नतिभि षड गोस्वामी चैतन्य महाप्रभु दी गिवन एज द प्रोसेस सो वी आर डूइंग संकीर्तन ओनली कंटिन्यूसली सो श्रीमद भागवतम इज द क्रक्स ऑफ ऑल द वेदास एंड वी फॉलो द कंक्लूजन ऑफ भागवतम सो द स्पेसिफिक लॉर्ड हैज टू बी वर्शिड बाय संकीर्तन यज्ञ वेरी क्लियरली इट इज मैंशन सो वी शुड हैव नो डाउट बट दैट वी आर फॉलोइंग द हाइएस्ट प्रोसेस एंड इफ एनी वन टेल्स ओ एवरी वन टेल्स माई प्रोसेस इज बेस्ट हाउ यू आर टेलिंग सो नो वी आर नॉट सेंटिमेंटल we can discuss with everyone and anyone on the basis of scriptures and let anyone tell that this process is mentioned no this is the process sankirtan and this is the incarnation krishna chaitanya mahaprabhu so thus we are very fortunate we may not be sumedasa but by the mercy of our spiritual masters who are very intelligent if we also simply follow their instructions we also become sumedasa we do the perfect activity so if a person is taking to sankirtan yagna then it is told then he need not follow all these five yagnas then the obligation is settled perfectly so sankirtan yagna is not optional it is compulsory even from the material point of view it is mentioned so even if you have to have a comfortable material life if you don't do yagna we will suffer these are duties if you don't do our duty nicely there will be suffering in our life so yagna is very much that is what is mentioned in bhagavad gita itself which is abcd of the scriptures so lord created demigods and the human beings and gave them this process of yagna by which they can satisfy each other so human beings will do yagna demigods will be satisfied and they will supply all the necessities to us so this yagna is very much required even for material happiness because people do not do yagna so that is why there is suffering so sankirtan process is compulsory even for the material well being from material point of view and of course there is spiritual perfection at the same time so when a person takes to this sankirtan process and taking to this process means what na king karo na i am rini charajan man is no longer obligated to devdas to other process so what does it mean sankirtan how much sankirtan should i do that i am free from all the yagyas मुकुंदा कृष्णा so the disciple asked prabhupad so prabhupad when do we understand that we are surrendered <laughs> correct because surrender is subjective thing in chatane charitamrita that is mentioned shrimati radharani is also increasing her surrender to krishna so radharani is most perfect devotee she is increasing means what she is not surrendered no that is the nature of spiritual world the spiritual pleasure the love the surrender humility it just keeps on increasing unlimitedly on spiritual platform there is so radharani is also so what is the limit prabhupad how do i understand that i have surrendered so that is why sometimes devotees they tell no no we should do that also we should do other things other process other puja because we are not completely surrendered so how do i understand i am completely surrendered so what does prabhupad say so prabhupad mentions if you are always engaged in the service of krishna that is what krishna mentions in bhagavad gita also sadhu reva samantavya 
सम्यक व्यवसितो ही सह साधुरे अपिचे सुदुराचारो भजते माम अनन्य भाग अन अन्या मीन्स विदाउट एनी डिविएशन विदाउट एनी डिविएशन इफ अ पर्सन ओनली बिजनेस इज सर्विस ऑफ कृष्णा दैट इज कॉल्ड अ सरेंडर्ड सोल इवन दो सम मिस्टेक्स आर हैपनिंग दोज मिस्टेक्स विल बी प्योरिफाइड इन कोर्स ऑफ टाइम सो इफ अ पर्सन इज थरली एंगेज इन सर्विस ऑफ कृष्णा ही हेज नो अदर बिजनेस इन लाइफ मॉर्निंग टू इवनिंग ही इज एंगेज इन सर्विस देन ही इज फ्री फ्रॉम सच ऑब्लिगेशन देन देर इज नो ड्यूटी फॉर सच अ पर्सन सो इफ इफ यू डू संकीर्तन यज्ञ एंड द एविडेंस इज गिवेन हियर लॉर्ड नरसिंह देव इज टेलिंग अदर यज्ञ इफ यू डू यू विल मटीरियली बी एबल टू सैटिस्फाई अदर्स the four fathers are stuck somewhere they'll get a material body you can give material comforts to others feed them take care of them but if you do sankirtan if you follow this process surrender completely to krishna then lord narsingh dev is giving he is giving assurance not just your father how many fathers are purified 21 generations so prabhupad mentions what is this 21 seven generations of this life seven generations of previous life seven generations of previous to previous life so krishna is so kind just like one person gets a good job so family also gets facility <laughs> but uh, immediate family members some family members can do that but here it is extended so the disciple asks prabhupad because sometimes this question is a family means what sometimes it is all father side is only family mother side is not family that is different uncle and aunt they also come or not <laughs> so what is family <laughs> to what extent should i go <laughs> so <clears throat> the disciple asked prabhupad since my mother and father had visited prabhupad a few times i spoke about my family with him when he said because you are a devotee 28 generations of your family will be liberated so he is recollecting 28 generations could be fact sometimes 14 generations are mentioned sometimes 28 as it is mentioned here sometimes it is told 100 generations are liberated so it is mentioned depends upon the potency of the devotee also how many generations so here uh, we do not know whether it is 28 there could be some error in recollection but uh, here it is mentioned 28 generations of your family will be liberated i said what do you mean by liberated prabhupad so liberated means what so liberation also has got various meanings liberation means if any uh, let's say flower is offered to krishna the plant gets liberated liberated means it goes back to godhead no it gets a human form of life and then one has to practice bhakti yoga so this is also liberation because by following the laws of nature you have to progress gradually from plant life to insect life from insect life to reptile life from reptile life to bird life from bird life to beast life and then four three special beasts and then you come to human form of life so this is called the law but liberation means a person is able to bypass the law and jumps directly to human form of life plant is uh, the lowest aquatics are lowest higher than that are the plants but from plant life if if a jiva is coming directly to human form that is called also liberation because he has become he has surpassed the gradual law of evolution similarly going to heavenly planets also is considered liberation sometimes <clears throat> and sayujya mukti is also called liberation before sayujya mukti getting stuck at the virja that is the uh, position of 
those who follow the path of voidism that is also one kind of liberation or merging into brahma jyoti is another liberation or samipya sarupya sarshti is another liberation having the same form as lord same opulence living in vaikuntha or golok vrindavan going to golok vrindavan is another liberation and jivan mukta here also liberated in this body is another so what is liberation so the families are liberated means what prabhupad so prabhupad answers what do you mean by liberated prabhupad he said that means they will become devotees in their next life i said does that mean just my immediate family like my mother and father and brothers and sisters or does it mean my extended family aunts and uncles he said extended family everybody aunts uncles everybody 28 generations of your whole family become devotees <laughs> so krishna is so kind so if one person surrenders completely to krishna then 21 28 whatever so many generations they become liberated this krishna's mercy and what kind of liberation highest liberation they become devotees becoming devotees greatest liberation nothing beyond that so that kind of liberation is given to them even though they may not desire and where is the instance example in the scriptures <clears throat> So example given is in the case of Kardama Muni, Devahuti, who is Kardama Muni, son-in-law Swayambhu Manu, the first Manu, and uh, his daughter was Devahuti. So Devahuti was princess of Manu, the controller king of universe, and Devahuti was uh, she got married to <coughs> Kardama Muni. Why princess will marry a person living in jungle, a hermit? and then she started also living in jungle <laughs> somebody would leave his daughter in jungle jao beti jungle live under may you be eaten by animals <laughs> who will leave daughter in jungle such a risky life without an and that too she was princess so uh, and that too she was given right please tell me whom do you want to marry and she chose a sage a hermit so prabhupad mentions very nicely that if women want a nice match they usually follow they worship lord shiva why it is recommended that they worship lord shiva because they should desire a husband like lord shiva what is the quality of lord shiva he is without any possessions without material possessions although he is the husband of durga the controller of material energy he can have all the comforts at his command immediately entire material energy is his servant but still he does not take any care of material does not give any damn about material opulence he is roaming around in forests or in the mountains living without any shelter and wife also parvati she is also living there <laughs> although she is controlling all the material opulence she herself is not enjoying any opulence <laughs> so this is the understanding which uh, is given so the women are supposed to worship lord shiva so that they can have sense that why parvati a controller of all opulence 
she agreed to get married to lord shiva and she is having such an austere life because this is the criteria by which husband husband should be chosen that husband should be greatest devotee or great devotee of lord krishna then one's life is perfect so if the husband is devotee simply by serving the husband one will become perfect automatically even if one does not understand any bit about spiritual life however this understanding has got lost people don't understand but this is the understanding so husband may not be rich very materially even if he is rich materially what he will do one will not be happy by such an arrangement but if the husband is a devotee one is happy in this life and in the afterlife so thus uh, devahuti was serving very nicely husband kardamuni and kardamuni was not giving us any material giving her any material pleasure physical pleasure emotional pleasure whatever she he was doing his rituals worshiping very nicely and she was serving she became very lean thin and then one fine day he became merciful that princess is staying here <laughs> and how she has become in my service i am not taking care Uh, but uh, and then it is mentioned devahuti although she was uh, simply serving her husband but she was making spiritual advancement automatically without her knowledge so in this way when we serve a person who is engaged in the service of krishna we automatically share the credit so thus when we serve spiritual master who is engaged in service of krishna we automatically get the spiritual share spiritual advancement so thus she automatically became spiritually perfect by serving kardamamuni similarly another case is dhruv maharaj dhruv maharaj went back to godhead and when he was going back he simply thought oh my mother she initially guided me that you go to jungle but she was not understanding much she simply told i have heard narayan is uh, there in the jungle that is why the sages go to jungle <laughs> to look for him <laughs> you also see you go and find there narayan in the jungle and then uh, he thought oh my mother she only guided me initially and uh, he looked behind and then he saw in another plane mother was sitting she also was coming back to godhead <laughs> so dhruv maharaj did so much of tapasya he gave up uh, eating even drinking even breathing also he gave up in the service of lord krishna breathing also got stopped so such rigorous tapasya is required to go back to godhead in satyuga and mother automatically <laughs> did not do any tapasya but because she is related so there is the advantage same result they are able to get they also become and there are many many instances like uh, jagan mohan prabhu was telling prabhu is president of amdavad temple many of you must be knowing so prabhu was telling my mother lives in some remote village nobody go, goes there no devotees nothing but i got to know she also started 16 rounds chanting i do not know how <laughs> here it is sort of we preach a lot we follow up a lot give so much prasadam then they are able to pick a few rounds and she is chanting without any so called preaching 16 rounds and many devotees like this they have told the families they have started following automatically without efforts and one such case has been very nicely documented if you have read the book of pastimes of lord narsing dev so this pastime is also there because sometimes we may doubt that if parents are non devotees still they will get benefit the same benefit they will go back so let us hear carefully so this was recorded in 2006 from taiwan taiwanese devotee 
So he wrote in letter, his name is Lynn Tulip. So he's uh, <clears throat> explaining about another devotees and mother and daughter. The uh, mother's name is Yashoda Mata. And this is about passing away of his 85 year old foster father. And he passed away two months ago, means Jan of 2006. During his stay in the hospital, Yashoda Mata prepared a tape recorder and played the Hare Krishna mantra all day long in his ward. Whose ward? Foster father's ward. Not even biological father, foster father. He was passing away 85 years old. So she was playing what in the hospital ward? Hare Krishna mantra in tape recorder. Her foster father was actually in semi-coma. But miraculously, when he heard the Mahamantra, gradually he awoke. And with closed eyes, he appeared to enjoy the music and the sound vibration. He awoke from coma. He started to follow the tempo by tapping his hand on the edge of his bed. His finger ring made the sound like dawn, 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 dawn. He looked like he was totally meditating on the Mahamantra. Suddenly he spoke, look, there is a huge five-clawed man and his head looks just like a lion's. He is coming into my ward. Don't you see him? He is coming. The foster father still with eyes closed said, his eyes are closed, but he is telling, look, the man is coming. His face is like lion. The foster father still with eyes closed said, oh yes, I forgot. You all cannot see him, but he is really here. I do not know who he is. So he is not speculating. He was not into devotional service at all. He does not know who is nursing there. So he is telling, I do not know who he is. At that moment, Yashoda Mata and her daughters looked at each other in great surprise and answered, Father, he is Lord Nursing Dev. What Dev? I don't know him. But he is nodding his head to tell me that he is. <laughs> Yashoda Mata felt great ecstasy in hearing this. For in a house, she keeps a model of the Narsimha deity from Mayapur and had been offering heartfelt prayers to him so that her father could leave the body without any attachment and that his soul can become Krishna's devotee in his next birth. So she had been praying to Lord Nursing Dev of Mayapur. Continuously her father said, Look, he is smiling to me and starting to speak again. Oh, he is telling me. What Nursing Dev is speaking? He is telling me that I have to learn to chant what you are chanting now. What exactly are you chanting? He said, Yashoda Mata replied, It is a mantra to call the holy name of the Lord. He said, I don't, I don't know what mantra, but please teach me. Alright, Father, please repeat after me and listen carefully. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Yashoda Mata taught her foster father word by word patiently. Without taking a long time, he learned and tried to chant and chanted so nicely. The next day he passed away with tranquility. So just see, he learned the mantra, he practiced, Lord Narsingh Dev told, you practice. And, and not just this, 
During that weekend, we devotees had congregated together to do the kirtan for Yashoda Mata's father at the funeral service. Yashoda Mata prepared the prasadam garland, Ganga water, Tulsi, and put Tilak on her father, which have all been done nicely and properly according to her Guru Maharaj. Her foster father's face looked so peaceful. His cheeks were a little pink and his body was soft. After some customary ceremonies, the body was sent to the incinerator. A few hours later, people who work in the memorial service who were there observing all this thing. Incinerator means where the bodies burnt. A few hours later, the people who work in the memorial service came out to us and exclaimed in amazement, We have never seen anyone's ashes look so white and beautiful, like jade as your father's. What happened to him? What were you chanting for him? Could you write it down for us? We want to learn and we think we can also chant while doing our service here. Why the Lord Himself personally appeared before someone who we consider is not a devotee proves the Shastric statement that if one is always engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, all their family members will be benefited as well. From Lin Tulip, Taiwan, 20th March, 2006. So like this, various devotees have experienced. So His Grace Madhu Pandit Prabhu also was telling that people ask question, you also die and I will also die, non-devotee may tell. Then why should I follow? They tell there is a lot of difference because Prabhu has witnessed many people who leave their bodies. So he told when you see a non-devotee leaving the body, they will be horrified. Their facial expressions will be not very pleasant or they will pass stool and urine and leave because we understand they see yam dutas, they become so fearful because people are sinful. But on the other hand, you see devotees when they are leaving the bodies, they are smiling, happy, very peaceful, very contented while they are leaving their body. So thus uh, they saw his father also, he passed away in great tranquility. So thus it cannot be sentimentalism, it cannot be mental concoction. His father has no idea, he has never seen this form before, Nursing Dev. He is asking, who is he? Nursing Dev. And we can see from the result. Uh, at the time of death, nobody can be tranquil. The situation is horrible. So how somebody can pass away so peacefully, undisturbed? So thus we can understand. So all these wonderful pastimes are there. Lord is always present. He is all-pervading. He was there in Satya Yoga, Dvapar Yoga, Treta Yoga, Kali Yoga, spiritual world, material world. The Lord is always omnipresent everywhere. And this is the highest perfection of life. That a person can remember Krishna, see Krishna at the time of his death. In this way makes one's life perfect. And this is the greatest service that a person can render to family. So that's when a person surrenders completely, one person in the family, all the obligations are fulfilled. Greatest service is done. Even though apparently one is not able to take care of them materially, that is also taken care. For that also we should have faith. They materially also are taken care, given special protection, even if they are atheists, as we discussed in the last class. But even though one considers that materially they are not being taken care, we see spiritually there is a perfection. So materially there is no loss, spiritually there is no loss. But it may take us time to realize. And for this realization, we need purification, puyeta. And uh, how do we get this purification? By this Sankirtan Yajna, following the rules and regulations very nicely. Then we will also get great clarity, great faith in the Lord and we will also be able to surrender completely. 
and when we surrender completely we are perfect and everyone is perfect so let us follow the rules and regulations very very nicely very strictly so Prabhupada mentions if we follow these rules regulations nicely automatically uh, great clarity will come all the doubts which uh, don't let us to follow spiritual life will determination they will be cleared by the mercy of the Lord so all instructions, everything will come simply if you follow the rules and regulations very, very nicely. And which are the rules and regulations? Whatever morning to evening we follow. And the most important is chanting very nicely. Chanting is very, very, very important. There is a basic ingredient, Prabhupada told, of Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is our medicine, whatever we follow. But there is something which is basic ingredient of the medicine, which is called the active principle. And that is chanting. So we are doing so many things, but sometimes we become neglectful of the chanting. Just two hours, uh, some portion of the day I am doing. Uh, let me take care of some other things which I am doing, but no. If this chanting and hearing does not happen nicely, other activities will not be fruitful. And if hearing is perfect, then all activities automatically become perfect. So that is why we should be very, very careful about this chanting of 16 rounds. Of course, we should chant throughout the day as much as possible. That is what is required and that will be possible when we are chanting good 16 rounds. Otherwise, th otherwise throughout the day, we will not be able to chant. <clears throat> so let us try to follow this very nicely. 16 rounds, 4 principles. And then Prabhupada tells, all clarity will come from the heart. And then we will also be able to surrender. And we, if we surrender, we are perfect. 21 generations are also perfect. With this we will end. Any questions? Yes. Yes. Uh, we are taking benefit from other human beings and other living entities also. Yes. 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 So good question. So question is, we have also heard Drav Mulyana Shuddhyati. But this is another principle. Drav Mulyana Shuddhyati, it is applied for any uh, food item. If we take from somebody, it is contaminated. <clears throat> so if we pay for that, then it becomes pure. If we accept food, let's say we visit our friends, family, or we socialize a lot and we accept food from them. And if the person is sinful and if we eat at their place, then we are finished. We have to share their bad karma. If that person is sinful, we will also become sinful. Our heart will become contaminated. So Prabhupada told, ideally, we should not accept such food at all. We should prepare, we should cook and offer to the Lord. But sometimes in case of emergency, when we are preaching, then we can accept that food item, which is pure vegetarian, cooked without onion, garlic, and then pay for that. If we pay for that, it becomes purified, it is told. Then in our mind we can offer to Krishna and then we can accept it. So this is about purifying the food item. We are doing this. But another thing is, this question is still relevant because if somebody is doing some service to us, we give money to them, then that is nullified. Then we are no longer obligated. Yes, this fact. We are not obligated to that person whom we have given money. But we are not giving money to so many other people. But still they are contributing. Somebody has studied very nicely. 
ही हैज स्टडीड इन स्कूल नाइसली डन लॉट ऑफ कोचिंग बिकेम डिप्रेस्ड एंड देन ही हैज बिकम डॉक्टर सो पुअर फेलोज डन सो मच हार्ड वर्क सो वेन वी फॉल सिक वी गो टू हिम सो वी आर अब्लाइज ही इज देयर इन द हॉस्पिटल we are paying but many cases we are not paying also uh, like uh, this road is there we are not paying for the person who has worked very hard for making this road we are not uh, paying for the person who has taught that person who has made the road <laughs> so like this we are not paying to so many other people who are contributing yes apart from tax this also has to be done both you have to give tax also because tax is also not tax uh, will go to your country apart from this also many people are responsible there is united nations organization which is also working in some respect they are also contributing they are also trying to help us they may not help us <laughs> it's okay <laughs> but they are trying they are at least please reduce global warming so that earth is not destroyed and uh, do something they are trying to do they are trying to contribute so in this way we are not able to see but if we analyze so many living entities are contributing to us somebody sending satellites because they have sent satellites thus we are able to hear this youtube very nicely so they have contributed some american scientists has contributed in inventing telephone and radio signals and everything so like this whole world is contributing so taxes may settle the citizens and this thing but what to speak of others so like this we are obliged to all the human beings and similarly we are obliged to all the living entities smallest of the small living entities playing its part in the ecosystem so in that way uh, it is required that we do this general uh, uh, all the yagyas also to satisfy all the obligations yes 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 so the question is uh, there are two statements one statement is devotional life is so perfect that once begun uh one is forced to reach perfection <laughs> it is so nice process prabhu partners even if if you forget krishna krishna will not forget you he will not let you go <laughs> he will drag you by your hair <laughs> once you have started his service so krishna is so kind <laughs> but then there is another statement what is that that is uh, prabhupad explains that if you follow devotional life nicely you have begun the process next life shuchi naam shrimatam gehe you may take birth in rich family or pure family then you may get proud because of purity in your family your knowledge or you may become deviated because of money in the family so how do we understand we are deviating also after beginning and uh, but it is told you cannot uh, it will be you will be forced to reach perfection so force means if we are deviated sooner or later we will reach perfection but it may take some time just like example is that of uh, bharat maharaj he got deviated he became animal but then again krishna brought him back after some time so thus prabhupada says do not uh, commit sins in vrindavan otherwise you will be punished very severely you will be degraded to animal life and then you will be given liberation <laughs> so even though one is committing sinful life in vrindavan one life punishment will be given <laughs> so thus that deviation will not be for long time devotee is not lost for long time
Yeah, yeah, Brahmanas. <coughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, killing, yeah. Yes, yes. So the question is, Brahman Kshatriya duties we discussed. So these duties apply today also when such culture is not existing in society. So yes, these duties nobody can follow. They don't exist also today. So that is why we have to follow uh, the instructions of spiritual master. What they have told and do Sankirtan Yajna. And uh, in the service of Krishna, everything can be done. For the service of Krishna, Prahlad Maharaj gave up his duty of being obedient to father. Similarly, we may obey something which is not our duty and we may decline to follow our duty if it is in the interest of serving Krishna. So thus, following Krishna completely, surrendering our, ourselves unto him is the only duty we can do in this age. What is favorable? Whichever duty. Now, it does not mean we will not, uh, now we are free because I am doing Sankirtan Yajna, I will not read. No, if reading is favorable for Sankirtan Yajna, we will do it. Okay, I will not receive any guests now. <laughs> I will curse my guests. <laughs> I am not obliged to them, no. So, this is another principle of devotional service that a living entity should not cause agitation to anybody. Any living entity, what to speak of human beings. So, still I will receive the guests very nicely. It is favorable to devotional service. So, thus, whatever is favorable to devotional service is our duty. Whatever is not favorable is not our duty, even though it could be enjoined as part of our Nashama system. And just a moment, for this session, some online questions. Then we will discuss previous also. What about gelatin? What about? Gelatin, yeah. And fish oil. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That are also available as supplements. Yes. So the question is, fish oil and uh, there is gelatin used in the medicine, should we take or not? Some devotees do not take. So uh, such medicines in which animal products are used should be taken for survival when nothing else is available. For survival, it can be taken. As Prabhupada mentions, there is Dravya Gana, Shastra also. It is part of Ayurveda in which it is told how animals are used to make some medicines when normal herbs will not work. So for survival, it can be used. Otherwise, it should be avoided. So question is there, if for Shudras, Brahmachari Ashram is not recommended, then why Prabhupada has made so many Brahmacharis from all walks of life, like all of us are, all classes of society? So the understanding is, yes, we also don't uh, tell anybody to follow Brahmacharya unless he displays Brahmanical symptoms. So that is why if we have to become Brahmachari, we observe for a long time, minimum six months, strict observation is there, whether person is following or not, everything very nicely, rules and regulations. If they are following nicely, then we give them admission. And when further they are able to follow very nicely, 
then they are given brahman diksha brahmin initiation so we also don't recommend anybody to become brahmachari unless they show brahmanical symptoms euthanasia or mercy killing so that is right or wrong so prabhu patel's very nice word they have used they are killing and they are telling mercy killing what mercy it is when you are killing <laughs> so such artificial ways are not required either for prolonging the life or for artificial killing so one should not interfere in this process so in case of someone who is suffering too much yeah so that is your karma yeah विष्णु दूसरा ड्रॉप मी हियर ओनली सो यस The understanding is nobody goes back to Godhead unless they are purified, and that purification will take place by the arrangement of Krishna. They will be purified and sent back, <laughs> just like in IIT also. No, they take admission in category quota. So if they are not capable of performing, they are given training, but they are not removed from IIT. <laughs> you scored. You are given entry at less marks because of quota. Never mind. But now we will train you. <laughs> Special classes are organized. So thus, Krishna will arrange for purification. They will be purified and sent. That is called Kripa Siddhi, Jagai Madhai. They did not desire to go back to Godhead, but grace, mercy, you become devotees. They become purified. <laughs> yes, from previous. Okay. Yes. So we will close here because we have another program today. Kirtan Mila has to be short from this place. ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागवत की जय जगद्गुरुशील प्रभुपाद की जय